A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to the Raw Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by Ben Roy Turner of What Culture. Look ahead to tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review Raw, but also SmackDown, NXT, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay-per-views. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz, of course, on wrestle culture as i said though joined by ben roy turner the dadly boys still recovering Hello. after all out to look ahead to raw tonight and i mean yeah i'm often a bit grumpy when it comes to looking ahead to raw but this feels like a real come down to be honest ben roy i bet you can't wait to watch three hours of monday night raw after what you just witnessed last night now um yeah, it's it's a weird start to the week, isn't it? Um, Raw, how it kind of sort of persists and has persisted and kind of doesn't change, but also stays the same. And we look at this list of matches announced, and I don't even know if they're going to happen because they might just not happen. Well, this is the thing I was about to say. Last week, granted, it was a bank holiday here in the UK, so we recorded the Raw preview on Friday, but they had at least listed, I think, three matches at the time. Yeah, none of which happened on the subsequent Raw. Like, we could, it doesn't really matter if we re- we're recording this on the Friday before or today on the Monday of, because as we all know, they could just show up and Vince could decide, no, nah, I don't fancy it tonight. Yeah, it's... The, the reports coming out of there and the ripping up sort of scripts and the overly manufactured to oblivion show that um i see whenever i edit the ups and downs for the what for the youtube channels and everything else yeah it's just it kind of feels flat whereas i can kind of bear smackdown but raw just kind of doesn't go anywhere and there's also just feel like there's not enough people and we have the same matches every few weeks mm. yeah i think that's fair i i'll say i enjoy smackdown i'm really looking forward to smackdown this week obviously they're going all out because they're in madison square garden but it is like a sliding scale it's like smackdown generally good still you know the the base wwe issues but generally I finish watching that usually because the main event features Roman Reigns in one way or another. I usually end end up watching that and going, well, that was that was good. NXT yeah. is fine. It's it's not fine objectively, i.e., they're turning it into well, you said CBBS or bloody Nickelodeon or something. <laughs> yeah. But in terms of a viewing experience, it's fine. I never get really angry at it. I never get really upset about certain people, and then. Then there's Monday Night Raw, who takes the NXT champion 
not only beats him in his first match in like 20 odd seconds or whatever it was, but just look at him now. Promotes I mean, him to a sex slave, right? Yeah, uh, I just I've I've asked this question for the last few weeks and I've just I've just given up. Like I was gonna say, like, oh, can they salvage carrying cross? Are they ruining? It's just it's done. He's ruined. Is that that? Look what they've done to my boy. If you're Triple H, you can see in his eyes, and you can see how just deflated he is. Mm. And also, it's just dumb, man. Like anyone, anyone defending this, like, oh, it looks cool in some respect. No, it doesn't. You had a perfectly packaged wrestler from NXT, one of the most dominant forces to come out of that brand in a while. A Vince guy, you'd think how big mm. he was and how destructive he was. No, he turns him into, he puts a gimp suit on him and makes it, before that, makes him lose straight away and then takes away, like, one of the key parts of his whole package and just gone. And like, yeah. why? I think there could be an argument, and I did hear this argument being made. I think Cornette said it quite early on, that there is a case to be made where you bring him in. And build him back his- up, yeah. And then you build him back up. You give him the big entrance. You give him Scarlet back. Now that 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 ship has set sail. That, that's that's it's game over and that already. Was, and that was him trying to pick into the brain of Vince. But like, yeah, Scarlet. Even without Scarlet, he probably would have done like totally fine. But even in the entrances when the fire was all blowing out and she was like bellowing and screaming into like the camera and things like that, I like, just it set the atmosphere and it made him even more sort of the demonic and scary and powerful. And now he just he looks like he wants to cry every time he comes out when he and just beats people that shouldn't be squashed in like five seconds either. No, exactly. Will you get fed Ricochet of the week? Oh, yeah. yeah. Anyway, I don't want to talk about him anymore. I do want to talk about, though, whether or not you think it's, it's, it's nice to have someone who's not a dadly boy on here about yeah. your thoughts. Because I often ask this, but it feels particularly pertinent today, whether or not WWE will react to AEW. Now, I know they are a sports entertainment company and AEW are a wrestling company. And all the people who sit there and say, well, that's it now. WWE have lost. No, I hate to say this, but they really haven't. They've got billion-dollar TV deals. They've got money coming out of their sodding ears. They may not be, you know, objectively the better wrestling company, but that doesn't really matter to them. Having said that, AEW did just bring in two of their biggest stars, a guy who was headlining WrestleMania just a few weeks, a few months ago. You know, one of their biggest ever, best ever NXT superstars in history, and made a woman who they did precisely nothing with on the main roster feel like a huge deal on her first night. This isn't even getting into the whole forbidden door nonsense. But will there come a point where WWE will respond to AEW for you? And it is tonight that moment because of, you know, this amazing discussion online. No, I don't think so. I don't think we're Vince that. I think he's just too stubborn. It's like, no, this is going to be my way and I'll just keep doing it my way because my way is always one. I think he's too far gone in that respect. Like, regardless of his age or anything, he's also way out of touch. Like, no one wants to see some, some big carrying cross in a gimp suit anymore. No one wants to see, like, we 
people can be really nice about Nikki Ash online, but no one wants to see that gimmick. I, I won't defend that gimmick. I think that gimmick is terrible in a respect. Like, fair, she got the championship and everything like that, but like, she's almost a superhero. That's the gimmick. He's like, mm. what? No, mate. And then like breaking up things like going back a bit to the, the hurt business. Why did yeah. you just break them up and destroy poor Sheldon Benjamin for no reason? Like, with no sort of like repercussions whatsoever. Uh, what have we got? Like Charlotte Flair losing clean to one of the worst people on the roster, Nia Jax. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not being nice about some people. It's like, just, I don't know. Everyone works hard, right? They just put it behind it. But like, why did that happen when like Charlotte Flair might be the most dominant person on the roster by like uh, Brock Lesnar or Roman Reigns, specifically in the women's division? But then look at all this other things that's going around the outside and like drip sticks and let's have a water gun fight and like i don't care if you say uh not you adam Morbon, because I, I care about what you say but you say sports <laughs> entertainment and wrestling they're they're the same product they're the same sort of like essential products that have gone in two wildly different directions and there's a reason dobe are shedding some of its best talent even ones that like say you would have thought would never leave like a Bray Wyatt where mm. like, you, you love that demon clown and you just got rid of him. Why? It's just so confusing. And I think it's going to continue despite like what, three years ago, there were like 3 million, 4 million viewers mm. on Raw. Now it's like struggling to keep two at this point. I just, I, I can't. And even the 24 seven championship, right? Like seeing <laughs> Reggie walk around in the park, no one cares. And go back to what, what was that little group that T Bar and Mace were in? What was that? Yeah, yeah. Why? Why did that come in? And they, they they all lost, and they did nothing ever apart from turn the lights on. Like I could rant about this forever, but I don't think they're gonna come back around until there's a proper shakeup and not Vince hiring people that will say yes to whatever he wants to wants to do. Yeah, I think and the thing would, is in terms of talking about, you know, WWE wanting to respond to AEW, I feel yeah. like there are a lot of people, especially the wrestlers, obviously, but I guarantee there are numerous people backstage who are like, boss, look, not just about the people that they've taken, although that I'll talk about in a second, but about the way they craft these wonderful winding stories. We've still got the culmination of, you know, Hangman Page and, and his relationship with the Dark Order and how that plays into Kenny Omega and, you know, MJF and, and the way that character has been presented and, you know, it, it, the Young Bucks finally losing those tag titles to the Lucha Bros, for example. Got all that going on. But I, I think even if you did that, even if you sat there and said, look, boss, well, they've got this great idea. It's going to take us from now till, I don't know, Royal Rumble, for example. I was talking about this on the news today. If you had a great storyline, a, a wonderful winding story that features Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair and the returning Sasha Banks, at the end of the day, like we always say, doesn't matter if you have the Godfather on paper, right? Yeah. Because one week he'll turn around and go, eh, I don't like that. Um, can we put him in a hat, a funny hat, so we can sell a new toy or things like that? I think the thing is, I think people are willing this to happen. And I still don't think it will for the time being. I think, you know, you can sit there and talk about demos in 18 to, you know, whatever it is. And all by the numbers they, they're catching or matching Raw or whatever. I, I still sit here on a Tuesday and look at the numbers that come in for Raw and go, how? How are they breaking 2 million? How are they still hitting, you know, 1.9 million people watching? 
I get it. I I watch it as well. I contribute to this, not in terms of the numbers, but I, you know, I'm someone who tunes in week in and week out. But I've said this a million, a million times. Wouldn't be doing it if it wasn't my job right now. No chance. I'd watch SmackDown. I might watch NXT on the weekend when I can actually be asked. And I would, yeah, appointment viewing, watch Dynamite and Rampage. I think that the issue is going to come is not necessarily because they, like I said, they are future proof. Sage often says this about how much money they have got. They are not going to be there going, oh God, we need to change things up because because the bottom line's changing. No, they will be yeah. fine. And the way wrestling is, uh, you know, received by TV companies, they'll still be fine, even if nothing changes for them in the next two years or whatever. Do you think the difference may come? when they can't attract new talent? Because I know, you know, someone like a Ben Carter, and I don't want to throw Ben under the bus, but he is someone who got his start in AEW and then went to WWE, quite rightly. I probably had this mindset, you know, when I was a bit younger, because WWE was all he knew, was all he wanted to be a part of. Whereas now, if you're a wrestler growing up, do you look and go, look what they did with Ricochet, this sensational indie wrestler who they just brought in, jobbed out to Brock Lesnar and now make him do flippy stuff and occasionally give him a bit of a run with the mid-card title and then take it away from him and job him out to Karen Cross in two minutes. You know, or do you want to go to a company that books someone like Darby Allen? You know, it's 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 yeah. night and day, isn't it? Like it's just so if you look at them and it is night and day and you can't go and compare them in any sort of like respect of quality anymore. There's talent in WWE, but that talent is being hindered by the top down. And it's, it's almost so depressing because I don't watch it anymore. I watch, I'll see clips and they're saying like, I'll like, I'm a bit of a different sort of like uh, era from the dads. Whereas I started watching like, say well, like 97, like around just before the screw mm. job sort of thing. And, uh, I love I love the um, early two thousands into like the um, late two- and into the early twenty tens. If it was really for me around, like say when Taker lost the Mania spoilers, uh, Fay, <laughs> and uh, from there it sort of like winded down. It's like why am I watching this? And each time, each year grinds away. And it's like well, nothing is really satisfying in this show. It goes forever, whereas. AEW, there's always something happening. It's always exciting. Uh, what was the last exciting thing that happened on Monday Night Raw? Apart from like, it was sad, exciting. You're like you were laughing at <laughs> Karrion Cross for being a slave. Yeah, it, it's like I mean, it, it, SmackDown's. It, I had to say SmackDown prefaces, but like everything they're doing with Roman Reigns on there is excellent. Like even down to like, like Paul Heyman being scared to go out into a celebration and Roman like, no, you're my. You're part of the family. But I they can you. do it. Yeah. It's just only a, a few elite people with so much uh, sway can yeah. sort of break out of the Vince sludge. And then like, the like, and also employ who you want, like give people chances, but don't employ someone to write a wrestling show that's never watched wrestling. Like don't employ someone to commentate on wrestling that's never watched wrestling. Like, mm. You need to have, because it's wrestling. It's it's what's interesting. They're still doing all the wrestling with all these trappings around it that they've created them for themselves over the past twenty odd years, and it's just it's like wanting to be saying they're not. It's like we're not. We haven't. We we haven't had a billion more films out of them. Where's mm. See No Evil Seven? Like like if you're you're not making films, you're just <laughs> you're making bad movies within a wrestling ring, and even to someone like Drew McIntyre, 
who is a recent success. You're like, wow, that was, and, and Bobby Lashley, you're like, you're wow, but you can, you can feel the shine coming off Bobby Lashley and the shines off Drew McIntyre because he just loves his sword. And he had a little rivalry with Ginger Mahal over a motorbike, which none of them, which they both admitted to not even caring about yeah. in the show. So it's, it's just, it's all over the place. Yeah, it's, it's the thing where there's a conversation happening today and I, I'm intrigued to see where this goes over the next few days because you talked about like recency bias. I'd be in, in fascinated to see how that develops over the next few days. People are saying, oh, you know, was All Out 2021 the best pay-per-view ever? The more I pause to think about it, I flip between two. I watch a bit of it again and go, yeah, it's the best pay-per-view ever. And then I think, oh, we're still not some great points on it. And maybe I'm just being influenced by the ending to it or maybe one of the best endings to a pay-per-view was it the best pay-per-view was it wrestlemania 17 you know was it takeover new york for example i don't know but the fact that conversation's happening and like you say as you're talking then i was thinking when was the last good episode of monday night raw across the board because i enjoy stuff that happens with like riddle and orton right now i think that's really good and you you get matches like the triple threat last week that they just hoy together drew mcintyre sheamus damian priest brilliant really enjoyable match that but beginning to end and i know you have bad dynamites it was a bad dynamite like two weeks ago and we were all like where's this come from they just hadn't booked anything. yeah that, that was a like this point like what was going on like spinning their wheels yeah but you can pick out in the last month a really good kind of across the board dynamite whereas I can't remember in the last six months, year, two years, where I've actively gone. That was a really good spending of my uh, two hours and 20 minutes minus the ads of of Monday Night Raw. It's just, it is, well, it's it's chalk and cheese, isn't it, to to, to summarise? Yeah. It's just, this is going to, sorry to everyone, if there's any diehards listening to Raw or people that have been watching it for so long, like, like we're, we, we've been admitted to what been watching this product for so long, but it just seems to the, the, the reason why people are watching it is because their grandfather didn't and they watch cable tech, they watch television, they mm. don't do it like they're old. Like, this is a product aimed at children, but it's old people watching it. Like, <laughs> uh, it's the weirdest thing, and they keep watching it, and it's just out of habit or having it sort of on, like, you know, people might have uh, a basketball game on or a, ba- a baseball mat- a game on and just like not pay attention and mm. be on their phones or, or something like that. I would be, in this respect, doing a crossword. Do, do you do crosswords <laughs> in America? Let me let us know America somehow <laughs> and, uh, with all the rest of the abuse. But I can't remember the last time a Raw was so goddamn exciting and you can go back to like several AWs. Look at Malachi Blackman. Like I had no interest in him once he came to Raw. Um, Dame, uh, I can't even remember his WWE name now. Alistair Black. Alistair Black. That was it. And like he was awesome in NXT. We saw him uh, in New York. Yeah. And then um, comes to Raw, just pants, man. Just like just doing nothing and sacrifice at the altar of Seth Rollins and the Rey Mysterio eyeball feud. Which <laughs> even when that finished, it was reversed, and Rey Mysterio had his eye back anyway. And like he goes to AEW, he said two matches. One of uh, that was a questionable ending to the show, but anything else there. But his whole gimmick and aura has been restored mm. within like weeks. And just how they can magically bring him back and then just waste every like I don't even Andrade, who's someone who I haven't really cared for in both mm. companies, but. 
even he is a step up. Like we've only sadly seen one match because there's so goddamn much talent in that show at the moment. Mm. We've only seen him in one match in AEW, and that was a good match. His promos are a bit um here and there every now and then, but even him, who I'd say is the probably the weakest hire they've had in a while, like from WWE, mm. I, I almost smashed it. And then like someone like we had a, a, a big show match on the pay view, and like people didn't hate that either. Michael mm-hmm. Sidrick gave that an up in ups and down in his ups and downs. Michael Sidrick gave Big Show, no BS Paul White, <laughs> an up. Like this is the this is the correct timeline we are now living in. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash whatculture. Well, let's talk about tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw then, because, you know, Maybe it'll be all right. There's three yeah. championship matches on tonight's show. There's a, a, a tag team turmoil match to determine the new con- number one contenders for the, the uh, tag team champions. And there's a match that almost never fails to deliver. So who knows? Maybe. Fingers crossed. Let's talk about the three championship matches, though. And the one you alluded to earlier, Ben Roy, may devolve into a shoot fight again. It's Charlotte <laughs> Nia Jax on the Raw Women's Championship. I am terrified because it felt like a couple of weeks ago right okay we're getting charlotte flair versus spooky alexa bliss and now nia Jax has got this shoot fighter air about her and like you said she beat her clean last week yeah and nia Jax beat clean the most dominating female force in 
WWE, the, the, the WWE has ever had. And she is just, I, I can't, she's terrible. She's, I, I can't, I don't know why she's, not only get people fired, why she's around in that such high of a spot. Mm. And let's say, like, I would put someone like Natalia, who's leagues above her. I remember, you're like, and, and there's not always that much love for Natalia on the internet, but I remember that a few decades where it felt like she was with Carly and they were just walking around and she was farting. Yeah, like, you get someone like who can wrestle, and then they put someone who has questionable wrestling abilities and drops people on their head and punches them in the wrong places a lot, and they put them in matches and put them in, make them go over the most dominant champion in female history, and then give them a championship match. I don't think this is the right way to go, and I don't know why they keep pushing Nia Jax like this. I I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be controlled because like give people chances or whatever but how many chances does someone need i think that's exactly right like like i mean it makes sense that you kind of run it back and have the match because you've got to beat her last yeah. week but yeah poor bloody naomi over on smackdown's like can i get screen time can i get a match I'm yeah. like, nah, you're only a former world champion you're only really talented in between the ring, in between the ropes. And yet Nia Jax, like you say, history of being dangerous, worked well when she was in a tag team. That sort of calmed things down a bit. But the fact that out of those two people, out of Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax, you go, Nia Jax deserves That's even more push. insane. You picked out a great point there because their tag team was kind of fine. But Shayna Baszler, after and I... I she after she got lost to Becky Lynch, just destroyed and then gone, and then never recovered from that in any respect. In like her presence on no. the television pro- products, like what's going on there? Yeah, I just don't get it, and and also I don't get this dynamic. Who am I cheering for? Charlotte Flair or Nia Jax? They're both heels, a hundred percent. They're both heels. Nia Jax in the little video packages, like oh, I'm a destructive dominant force, and Charlotte Flair's like oh, I'm the greatest champion we've ever had. Who should I? Ca- I mean. Before we even get to spooky Alexa and her doll, like who is the baby face in this? And like, who am I meant to be rooting for? Well, let's move. I assume you, you, you think Charlotte retains tonight. If Charlotte doesn't retain, it's one of the biggest mistakes they've made all year. And they've made a lot of mistakes. Yes, exactly. That's because I think the ground that covers. Uh, and the other uh, championship match, proper championship match, I mean, is Natalia and Tamina defending those women's tag titles against Rhea Ripley and Nikki A.S.H. The odd couple tag team yet again, Ben Roy. Yeah, I mean, I, I've i been... I've, I've essentially been brought up on this as a, a dodo mark for my life, pretty much. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I laid into the fact that I didn't like the Nikki Ash packaging, but I like Nikki Ash, A.S.H. Sorry, I just... A.S.H., there you go. I'm going to say it once <laughs> and go back to Ash because it's just... Um, I... I don't care. I'm gonna set everything on fire. Like but, them two together, Rhea Ripley and Nikki c- can do something, can work, and I I would wouldn't be a, a, against them having the belts. I love Tamina getting her final, like finally getting her time to shine. Not even being that mean, she could be meaner. You never know. Mm. And I love uh, like that her and Natalia have got those belts and they've put them on. It isn't. They put someone that kind of like feel like deserves it and like feel like it works. Mm. And do do you just give this 
those belts away on free TV. I would, I would maybe do this in a in a pay per view, or if Rhea, Rhea and Nikki win, do then they have a rematch because that we have to have rematches on WWE. We always have to have rematches, but yeah. I just feel like it's a weird time to have this match, and if it's too quickly thrown together, and when you've got someone like Nia Jax facing against Charlotte Flair, when someone like Rhea Ripley is there, <laughs> what's going on? Yeah, I think, like you say, out of the three matches with titles involved, I think you're going to get a clean... Well, that's clean. A finish. You're going to get a finish in the, the Flair uh, Jacks match. I'd almost guarantee with, what, three weeks to go until Extreme Rules, they're going to have the match won, and then someone's going to get involved with a chair, and there you go, bish, bash, bosh, to Extreme Rules sort of thing, because yeah, that feels like the way to just set up and get another match on that bloody card. Although it would be nice if I don't want to heel turn Rhea Ripley. So it's hard this, the way you spell it out, but Nikki ASH gets pinned. She loses the match for them through one way or another, because who cares about this character? Certainly WWE doesn't. Rhea Ripley snaps, beats her up, cut to backstage. RK bro. Orton Riddle going, Riddle going, God, imagine if someone turned on their tag team partner like that. Have a bit of self-awareness, something like that, perhaps. But one yeah. way or another, Natalia and Tamina retain those tag titles. I think you're right. I think they're going to extreme rules with this because, yeah, yeah, it's three weeks away. So let's do a match to build a match. Um, I, feel like, I feel like they might win eventually because I feel like Vince loves the visual of ASH in Rhea Ripley's arms. I think he's seen that one visual hmm. and he's going to fix out on that. And he's forgotten who Tamina is again. And then they're going to lose. I feel like that visual alone is saying they're like, that's money, pal. So would that be, oh no, three fifths of their tag champs would be uh, odd couples? Yeah. Two teams that you have would be MSK in NXT, who are amazing, by the way, if you've never seen them. And, and the Usos, of course, or the Street Profits, if they decide to switch those titles eventually. Um, and then you'd have uh, Io Shirai and... God, the name's completely escaped me. Io Shirai and her tag partner down in NXT. Then RK Bro, and then Rhea Ripley and Nikki ASH. They literally can only focus on one storyline at a time. What a load of bollocks. Um Speaking of which, Reggie Akira Tozawa, flippy stuff, isn't it? He's going to be flipping around ringside. Zoe Stark, over. that's the name of Io Shirai's tag partner, came to me. He's going to jump over some things and escape, and it will be a pointless piece of television. But a title retention nonetheless. And we, what we need to do, yeah. really, is if... Go on, you're, you're good for this sort of patter. Who needs yeah. to be the next 24-7 champion? For me, it should be the inaugural champion who's never on telly and he's just an ambassador. Give it to Titus O'Neil. But I want to hear who you've got to suggest because this uh, the floor is yours. The, um, so it's pinfalls anyway, these, this whole bell, right? So they're running back backstage and they're trying to escape. And then somehow uh, Reggie tr- jumps over a bin, but then go, gets knocked over by people power his scooter <laughs> and then johnny ace falls on him and then someone counts the thing and then johnny ace is now our 24 7 champion and then tozawa gets up over there and he stands up and he sees how much taller johnny ace is and tozawa just runs away and then there you go people power returns and then we'll have a new authority figure on the show i tell you what it's 
hilarious and terrifying having you book these because <laughs> you're I, I'm hoping you're doing it from a, a slant of wouldn't that be a load of bollocks but also you can hear WWE hearing this they clearly listen to the podcast and going yeah god damn it pal that's an idea write that yeah. down it's just oh god do you want to hear, hear what people power or sell more t-shirts than anything Reggie and Tazawa do combined ever so <laughs> Uh, right, who faces RK Bro next? We've got this mad tag team turmoil match. I think it's seven tag teams. You've got the former champs, AJ Styles and Big George Omos, uh, the Viking Raiders, Lucha House Party, Jinder Hall and Via, T-Bar and Rush, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor and The New Day. I mean, you can rule out about half those teams straight away. I haven't seen Lucha House Party until about three months. I think the Viking Raiders... If I'm yeah. looking, either that or New Day, I, I don't know what's going on with Kofi. He's just in the, he's in the shadow realm at the right moment. If he wasn't in that realm, I would maybe go then playing the safe bet there. But I can see them having a Viking ship fight where they've got shields and stuff around the ring, and then there's like some splashy paddly pools and stuff, and some Viking looking stuff around. There's a meat. I think that could genuinely, I mean, to be fair, yeah, the Viking Raiders deserve it more than most people on this list. The New Day all never dismissed. Yeah. The former tag champs, obviously, have got a fair argument to make. But didn't the Viking Raiders literally beat Jinder Mahal and Via last week on Raw? That's why I'm going with the Viking Raiders. I feel like they, they're going to have some sort of, like, food fight brawl somewhere. Maybe maybe the Bin Monster will return. Oh, yeah, you know like? The... I want the Viking Raiders, to come close. I think they're a great show, and I think they could put on a spectacular match with RK, bro. But hey, why don't we have multiple storylines in the tag division? So have it so the Viking Raiders look like they they are going to be crowned the number one contenders, and then T-Bar and Mace interfere or cost them or whatever it may be. Or AJ Styles and Omos. No, actually, you've done that already, haven't you? Yeah, T-Bar and Mace interfere, and then you can just have a Big lads twatting each other, fight at Extreme Rules on the kickoff show. If you're that bothered, and then we're in for a penny and for a pound. Why not have Mustafa, Mustafa Ali and Mansoor win and have the odd couple versus the odd couple? And yeah, there's patter there to be had with Mansoor chumming up to Man, uh, Mustafa Ali, who's fed up of him, and the same with Riddle and Orton. I really like RK, bro. What do you make of them? I mean, it's Randy Keith Orton, isn't it? Like, he's one of the greatest superstars to ever be, one of the greatest in WWE history. And I mean, his accolades speak for themselves. And he's the, he's just a, a chiseled, beautiful human being and got some great tattoos. But with RK Bro, I like that this is kind of a real story where Randy saw him once and hated him and then eventually just found him funny enough to, like, yeah, you know what? I like you having you around. Mm. And it almost feels quite natural. I don't like, the scooter stuff is annoying because you know that's like Vince again. Like, hey, pal, that's that's something different. Because mm. I, I imagine he he, you know what? He might have really bad eyesight as well, so he sees different sort of shapes of things. That's why he likes big big, big men because he can only see them. Or he sees riddle <laughs> on a he sees riddle on a scooter and like, that's different. What's this? And that's why he goes for them. But whereas he got like, these excellent wrestlers like a ricochet, but because his eyesight is so bad now, he can't make out. <laughs> what they're sort of doing they, there's no flashy super sort of like outline to them so he can't work it out but yeah i i really like the um rk bro it's one of the better yeah. things on raw it's what i'll watch the highlights for but yeah uh keep the belts on them and have them beat whoever and i don't even 
at first I was looking forward to like say if Randy on ever does turn on him make it so like say Matt Riddle go because you can you can switch on the seriousness sometimes mm, yeah and then ha- have Riddle eventually go over on him and like properly tap him out or something yeah I like that. Like you say, I think you can tell everyone involved is really enjoying it. There's definitely legs in this. I think whoever they face at Extreme Rules, whoever wins this, ain't taking the tag titles off them. So, yeah, why not do something different? Why not do Mansoor and Mustafa Ali? And then you can do some bollocks in Saudi Arabia because that's what we know where they're all heading. Um, we've got Drew McIntyre and Sheamus. A match we've seen a lot, but a match that I always enjoy watching. I'd keep it tight as a result of that the winner of this of course goes on to face damian priest uh, for the united states championship at extreme rules is it i mean i well who do you think's going to win and if it's drew mcintyre is it time for him to maybe start turning heel a bit more yeah because he sort of played out as this like white meat baby face and mm. but then <laughs> i've caught some ads on youtube for the slambulance have you heard of this what the what's this a slambulance. So it's an ambulance, but with the word slam, so it's slambulance. And ah, right. they, there's this new toy that they're advertising viciously on YouTube. I wish they would and... toy first when it comes to storylines. Yeah, and um, so it's just Drew McIntyre. He's like the face. He's the face of this ad, like oh, the WWE slambulance. And uh, I don't. I feel like he's too involved in advertising the toys now. So I feel he's going to get even more washed out by all this boring. Babyface never going to sort of like have a chink in their armor sort of thing. So he's got to sell many slambulances first before this can happen. Mm. Maybe in four years, Vince might try and change him heel. But to answer your question, it's a tough one. I I feel like maybe what's the match they're going to have at Extreme Rules? Is it just going to be a like I could see it just being a, a singles match and then Sheamus interfering and ruining that match anyway? Mm. I, I could see. McIntyre winning and Sheamus ruining the match at Extreme Rules. I think they may well be positioning someone quite quickly to take that US title off Damien Priest because they've suddenly realised, oh, he's one of the few NXT success stories. Put him in the world title picture. But yeah, I believe McIntyre wins and maybe that starts to inform. Maybe through slight shenanigans, slight cutting of corners. And then you lead into him maybe eventually turning heel. I mean, if you're going to do it, do it extreme rules where you're actually allowed to use weapons and things like that. Well, I mentioned Bobby Lashley there. What's going on with him? Because I realise they're just sort of keeping him busy until we can do Goldberg again at Saudi Arabia. But there is a pay-per-view coming up. Is it not in their interests? Because, you know, I've realised that they've buried him six feet under. But you've got three weeks. You've got a world champion. We all know he's going to retain. So why not just put him in there against, I know he's heel, but Cedric Alexander or Ricochet or I'm just scrolling through the, the raw roster right now, trying to spot people who I can actually, Umberto Carrillo, you know, John Morrison, that actually could work. John Morrison, Bish Bash Bosh, he's in the title picture. And let's just, let's just have a brief, challenge for the title and maybe the Miz returns to cost him extreme rules for example I know he's not it wasn't there last week I'm not going to speculate as to why but what's happening with Bobby Lashley and what should be I think Vince has sort of forgotten about him already I think he's he's got he knows the Saudi coins are going to he's going to cash in that Saudi money but it won't like we've already had Goldberg basically I don't care about the title it's not about the title it's about his personal I am scared that they might even take the belt off him before that somehow, somehow throw it to someone. Like, 
I don't know, Hillbilly Jim returns and somehow he wins <laughs> the belt. You know what I mean? Like they've made it pretty clear that Goldberg doesn't care about the belt. But then are they going to just, like, I can't think of anyone on Raw sort of thing to win that, win the title from him. Xavier Woods, put it on fucking Xavier Woods, please. It's good. I mean, that'd be brilliant. But it feels like that, that title runs fizzling, fizzling out because Vince is only focused on that one paycheck. That's the thing is, it's and... not Lashley's fault, is it? Because like he's been... It, was, it meant to, it was brilliant. And then he turned serious and then he got boring. Like, I'm going to be serious now and then nothing. Yeah. And it's like on SmackDown, you've got Finn Balor, the Demon and Brock Lesnar waiting in the wings. And here they're just like, here's WWE champion. Sorry about murdering Goldberg's son, team Saudi Arabia in a non-title match. So why not do anything with him? Like I say, have Xavier Woods win it's a fluke win something and be like, you know what? You know, I took you a fair distance before in was it in a cell? I seem to remember randomly. Yeah. I just Raw is crying out for the draft, which I think is next month, but I can't come soon enough just to freshen things up for someone like a Bobby Lashley, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's so sad, man, because, like, I mean, it's not sad because Bobby Lashley, I mean, if you win, even if you win the WWE Championship in this day and age, I would still say, like, that is up there. Like, that's a major life goal. Mm. And oh, like, yeah. Like, and, and before him, there was only, Kofi was the only other, like, like, Black champion, to, mm. to put it to blank, to blunt words there, and maybe because the, if we had Damien Priest lose this belt, his United States title before that, you could do a bit of mix around there. But it's just I can't, I cannot think of anyone unless they re-sign Braun Strowman and he's at Extreme Rules sort of thing. Because mm. I feel like if there's any response, Vince is like. Where's the big man to ki- knock the ambulance over so he can sell more slambulances? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the, that's the thing they're going to be scrambling for in the wake of one of the best pay-per-views in history. I love it. Yeah. Right. Well, let us know your thoughts ahead of Monday Night Raw tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Why don't you can follow both of us? You can follow Ben Roy at... At Slambulance. No, at Ben Roy Turner. <laughs> you can follow me at Adam Wilbur. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. As I said, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from. The daily wrestling podcast, me and Ben Roy reviewing all out, is available to download as a podcast right now. And if you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling, our raw review featuring, of course, the five star review review where we review something short, crap, and wrestling related, which you can still suggest by subscribing to What Culture Wrestling and leaving a five star review on iTunes. That'll be all there in your feed tomorrow if you subscribe. But for now, this has been the Raw Preview. My thanks to Ben Roy. Thank you for joining us. And we Thank you, everyone. see you soon. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.